Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Now, before the break, I was talking to Kira O'Brien about the scam text messages that are doing the rounds. Uh, and I mentioned a conversation that I had with Minister Ushin Smith about this not that long ago. I want to bring you just a snippet of what the minister said. Yeah, this, this really began to, the problem really began to explode, I think, during the pandemic. And, you know, these ton of scam texts that say you have a parcel waiting for you. And they were, they were, um, targeting organisations like Unpost, uh, banks. There was that type of scam where they put a text into the conversation you're having with the bank. So at the start of the pandemic, I convened a meeting of all the uh, chief executives of the communications companies and said, we really need to need to stop this from happening. Uh, millions of messages were being delivered through the mobile networks to customers and you were just getting scam texts every single day. Now, it has reduced uh, in volume since then. And I, sat, I, I, I formed a committee with the communications regulator, with Comreg, and with the mobile operators. And we, we, they, they came up with uh, a number of solutions to the, a, number of, a number of different different, um, I suppose, uh, measures that they're going to take to reduce this. Uh, and uh, clearly they're, they're already working, they're already reducing. We'll never get it to zero because you can always send a scam text. You can always tr- do, send a text to somebody else that has, a, has some kind of um, confidence trick in it. Mm-hmm. But what we need to get away from is the idea that you can put one million messages through the network and nobody notices, which is what was happening. Basically, everybody was in the country was getting the same message, and that's not that, that's not acceptable at all. So there's a it, it it there isn't one silver bullet to deal with this. There's about five or six different measures that we're implementing to filter the the content. At the same time, we have a challenge from data protection. We can't read people's text messages. You know, it's very. That's we, we need a legal basis before we could do that. Mm-hmm. But there's a number of things we can do to spot the patterns that show that this is somebody who is faking the headers, for example, making a a, a text message appear that it came from somebody else, or or making an email uh, appear like it came from somebody else, or making a phone call appear that it, it came locally when in fact it's it's uh, internationally originated. Mm-hmm. I needed to work as well with the um, the wholesale communication companies that bring at voice traffic into Ireland and bring SMS traffic in to, to, to figure out how we were going to, how we were going to filter those. And it, it, is a, it, is, it is all about reducing the measure, redu- sorry, reducing the volume of, of these scam texts and calls, but we'll, we'll never get to absolute zero. But we, we, I think we are making great progress. We're also co- cooperating with the, um, the British police because the same international gangs that were originating their, these um, scam texts and calls were also uh, attacking the UK because they speak English. So uh, tended to be from, from countries that, that were English-speaking, perhaps former colonies of the UK and so on. So uh, there was cooperation at that level. I think, we're, I think we're making real progress. I think people are seeing a reduction in the volume, uh, but we've got a number, of, a number of big changes that are coming in soon that I'm looking forward to seeing. So that is Minister Oshin Smith speaking to me earlier this year about tackling some of the misuses and abuses of technology. But sticking with that theme, obviously there's been a hell of a lot of talk in recent days, weeks and months about artificial intelligence. Uh, The Irish Times, of course, had an incident earlier this week where they put their hands up and said, look, we did get duped, we'll strive to do better. And I I, I firstly appreciated the Irish Times doing that because I think it's a hard thing to do to put your hands up when you're wrong, but they did it. But it also shows how professional organisations can be duped by this technology. And it's a stark reminder for everybody to just question what they see online and I guess pretty much everywhere. Uh, But earlier in the week on Wednesday, 
the CEO of OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT, appeared before Congress in the US. His name is Sam Altman. And he was invited along to give his insights and advice, I suppose, on what should be done when it comes to regulation. Uh, Before I bring you what Sam had to say, take a listen to how Senator Robert Blumenthal kicked things off. Too often, we have seen what happens when technology outpaces regulation. The unbridled exploitation of personal data, the proliferation of disinformation, and the deepening of societal inequalities. We have seen how algorithmic biases can perpetuate discrimination and prejudice, and how the lack of transparency can undermine public trust. This is not the future we want. If you were listening from home, you might have thought that voice was mine and the words from me. But in fact, that voice was not mine. The words were not mine, and the audio was an AI voice cloning software trained on my floor speeches. The remarks were written by ChatGPT when it was asked how I would open this hearing. And you heard just now the result. The audio and my playing it may strike you as curious or humorous, but what reverberated in my mind was what if I had asked it and what if it had provided an endorsement of Ukraine surrendering or Vladimir Putin's leadership? That would have been really frightening and the prospect is more than a little scary. Yeah, and that's a pretty strong start and a pretty stark message. Uh, And what I found really interesting and refreshing was what the CEO of OpenAI had to say about the need for regulation, the threat to jobs and what he would like to see happen. My worst fears are that we cause significant, we, the field, the technology, the industry, cause significant harm to the world. Uh, I think that could happen in a lot of different ways. It's why we started the company. Um, It's a big part of why I'm here today. Uh, and why we've been here in the past and and we've been able to spend some time with you. I think if this technology goes wrong, it can go quite wrong. uh, And we want to be vocal about that. We want to work with the government to prevent that from happening. But we we try to be very clear-eyed about what the downside case is and the work that we have to do to mitigate that. Given that we're going to face an election next year and these models are getting better, uh, I think this is a significant area of concern. I think there's a lot... There's a lot of policies that companies can voluntarily adopt, and I'm happy to talk about what we do there. Um, I do think some regulation would be quite wise on this topic. Form a new agency that licenses any effort above a certain scale of capabilities and can take that license away and ensure compliance with safety standards. Uh, You may have had in mind the effect on, on jobs, which is really my biggest nightmare in the long term. Uh, Let me ask you, uh, what your biggest nightmare is and whether you share that concern. Like with all technological revolutions, I expect there to be significant impact on jobs, but exactly what that impact looks like is very difficult to predict. If we went back to the the other side of a previous technological revolution, talking about the jobs that exist on the other side, um, you know, you can go back and read books of this. It's uh, what people said at the time. It's difficult. 
I believe that there will be far greater jobs on the other side of this and that the jobs of today will get better. I, I think it's important, first of all, I think it's important to understand and think about GPT-4 as a tool, not a creature, which is easy to get confused and it's a tool that people have a great deal of control over and how they use it. Uh, and second, GPT-4 and things, other systems like it, uh, are good at doing tasks, not jobs. And so you see already people that are using GPT-4 to do their job much more efficiently um, by helping them with tasks. That was Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI. I'd love to know what you think. Uh, you can email me techtalk at newstalk.com. Now, when we come back here on News Talk, we're going to chat to the team behind Nick Watch, which is Nickelodeon's smartwatch for kids. 